Hello, Generation P246. Hello, Bobcat Nation. Hello to you who's tuned in right now. I want you to know you matter to God. We're going to get into God's Word right now and we'll find truth to live our lives by. Are you ready? Let's dive into it. Our subject for today's message is buckle up. Buckle up. Setting yourself up for success on a new journey. Buckle up, just like we would say when you get into your car or an airplane, you buckle up your seatbelt. And that's something you do for your safety and to guarantee that you are safe and successful on that journey. You get to the destination that you have in mind. And sometimes you, you, maybe you're going mountain climbing and you wear the right gear. You will buckle up and you just secure yourself so that you are safe on that journey. And that's the same idea we are having here, essentially preparing yourself or setting yourself up for success on any adventure or journey that you are starting on. And it could be different for everyone who's tuned in right now. It could be that you're starting a new family. It could be you're starting a new job. It could be that you're starting out in college, just like many Bobcats are right now, and so many other students around the world. And it could be that... You're just starting your day, you know, so whatever it is that you're starting out on, you want to buckle up and set yourself up for success. All right, let's say a quick word of prayer and we'll dive into it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for your mercies and for your grace. We are open to receive from you. Speak to us. Lead us. Bring transformation into our lives as we hear your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, buckle up, setting yourself up for success on a new journey. Let's get into God's word and, and glean some wisdom that we can apply to our lives on this adventure that we all are on today. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 6 and 7, the scripture says this, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Now, our first point that we have to note when we are buckling up and setting ourselves up for success on a new journey is that we want to start from a place of appreciation. Now, you made it this far. You are here today. You are alive. It's a new day. You, 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 you. You, you, you went through it. Not everybody is here today with you. Not everybody made it, but you made it. You got that job. You got that admission, and you are here now. So you have something to be grateful for and something to be thankful for. And as the scripture points out, there is great gain when you have godliness with contentment. And I want to focus on that, contentment. Because when we start a new adventure or a new journey, it's so important that we are in that right frame of mind where we are appreciative of what we already have and we are content with what we have. We may not be where we want to be. We may not have all we want to have. We may even not be in the situation that we really desired was our plan A or was our dream, but we are somewhere and we have to appreciate that to be able to really move on in the right frame of mind and with the right attitude 
to actually have more wins. So that's so important. We first want to start from a place of appreciation. We don't want to be worrying and we don't want to be resentful. We don't want to feel envious of others because that that creates um, the wrong atmosphere within us and emotionally we are not well positioned to even make the best of the opportunities that will come away if we start from that place. So we want to start on the right footing. We want to start from a place of appreciation for what you have and for all that God has allowed you to experience to this point. So that's our first point we want to note down. And then our next point here in Luke 14 verse 28 and 30, the scripture says this, for which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it, lest after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish finish it, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. And this is where our second point is from. Prepare or plan proactively. You want to set yourself up for success. You are you, you, you are building something. You are building a tower. You are starting a family. You are starting out in college. You are, you are starting a new business. You are starting your day. You want to set yourself up. And here is the wisdom for us. Count the cost. Prepare proactively before you even embark on that journey so that you would have the right foundation and you can build on it and make it. So in order for us to have success, On this journey, we have to start with the desired end in mind. What does success look like for you on this journey? What does it look like for you after the four years in college or after after 24 hours today or after the, 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 the fiscal period in that work year has ended? What does success look like to you? What does that end goal look like? You want to start with that that image in mind and having that image of what success looks like to you, you're going to be able to now backtrack and count the cost and be able to measure how do I get here? What, 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 does, it, what does it take to get here? It could be that for you, success looks like this, just being, being at peace with everyone and having healthy relationships with your family and your friends. Maybe you have a relationship with a family member that is not too well and your desire or your goal is to be able to be reconciled with them. Now, if that's your idea of success, being reconciled with all your family members or that one person, maybe your friend, your parent, or somebody that you disagreed with, your idea of success is to be at peace with them. Now, that idea of success that you have, whether it's to be reconciled with a family member or to, 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 to write a certain book, or to read a certain chapter of a book, or to finish a certain assignment, whatever the idea of success you have, there is going to be a price tag on it. So when you count the cost, you are talking about, cost talks about price. There is a, a, a price tag on it. There is a, a commitment that is required of you. So when you plan proactively here's what it looks like 
if you want to be reconciled, for example, with a family member, and that's your idea of success and what that end goal looks like for you in terms of your relationships with others, there's going to be a price tag on that. There's going to be a commitment that you have that is required of you. And it might be as simple or it might look simple, but it's sometimes very challenging as having a listening ear and just listening more when you engage with this person and not just getting everything off of your chest, but you taking time to pay attention. And there's a reason we say pay attention because it costs your paying attention and it looks passive in nature, but it is such a demanding and and, and challenging thing to do effectively. So that might be what um, counting the cost and preparing and planning proactively looks like for somebody who is working on fixing some human relationships. You might just have to learn to pay attention, listen more before you even talk. It might be different for you if you are you, you have so many deadlines on assignments that you have to meet and you need to get this in before 11.59 on a certain day you count the cost. So what do I what do I need to put in several hours before 11:59 that deadline to be able to complete this assignment, my research, my reading, my discussion with others in my team before I can turn in that paper. So that is what it means like when you prepare and plan proactively. You start with that end in mind, what does success look like for me? And with that idea, you 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 now count the cost what is the price tag what is the commitment required of me to get here and then you make plans to address those commitments in chunks and you're going to get to that end goal so this is how we set ourselves up for success now let's move on to our our next point here so we've looked first at starting from a place of appreciation and we've looked at planning proactively so that we are counting the cost and we set ourselves up to win. Now, it's necessary to plan, but we don't also put all our confidence in our plans. We don't solely rely on just our plans because things can happen beyond our control. And we don't have all the power to alter the outcome of things all the time. So the Bible cautions us in this regard in james 4 13 through 15 here's what the scripture says come now you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city spend a year there buy sell make profit whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away instead you ought to say if the lord wills we shall live and do this or that. So what do we do? Here's our third point. You make room for the unexpected and you make room for God. Or you make room for the unexpected by making room for God. So here make room, make room for the unexpected and make room also for God. And what does that look like? How do you live that out how do you practice that making room for the unexpected it is by acknowledging your limitations acknowledging i am human 
You don't want to overestimate what is possible for you to do in a day or a given period. You, you, you cannot control everything and, and you, may, you may do your part, but there are other people within the ecosystem you live that will contribute. You can be a safe driver, but somebody could drive carelessly and you could get into an accident. So that's how you want to think about it, that you, you can't control all the external factors. So in your day or on that journey, you want to recognize that you, 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 you have to make room for the unexpected and you shouldn't let something that happens just hit you so down deep that it really affects your, your, your whole being. You should, you should expect the best, but recognize that you can have highs and lows and you just don't want to let those situations trouble your soul. So that is why we make room for the unexpected and then we make room for God. We are limited in our control of these things, but we have a God who is the all-knowing, the all-powerful, the owner, the creator of the world and the owner of our lives, who has the power to control circumstances that we cannot. So we make room for God as well, not after the fact. We do this right from inception. We make room for God in everything that we are doing. And we do that by also acknowledging the sovereignty of God and banking on his love and his power. His love, he's willing, he wants to do it, and his power, he's able to do it. To use any and every situation or experience for his ultimate glory and good. Now, it is only God that can take a seemingly bad situation or a bad situation and turn things around and make it work out for your good. And sometimes that might not happen on your timeline and it might not even look like what you thought, but ultimately it will lead to bringing him the glory and we, sh- we, we should be able to make room so that we get on that page with him where we can see his work in turning things around for our good. And remember, you're already loved by God. So when things are not going well, things are just going a way that you didn't plan or you didn't expect, you just don't want to be hard on yourself. You want to allow God to come into the moment and help to turn things around and know that because he loves you and he's able and willing to do it, he can fix that situation. So that's our, th- um, I believe that was our third point. Make room for the unexpected and make room for God. And here's what um, Romans 8.28 says, and it captures it so perfectly. For we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose let's move on to our next point now to buckle up set yourself up for success on that journey you are on you want to develop a healthy rhythm of work play and rest work play and rest in ecclesiastes 3 verse 12 and 13 we read i know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and do good in their lives also that every man should eat drink and enjoy the good of his labor it is a gift of god you don't want to work 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 
You don't want to just play, play, play. You want to have a healthy balance. So develop that healthy rhythm of work, play, rest. And that is how you set yourself up for success because you will break down if you, if you just work hard and you don't play hard and you don't rest hard. So you want to do that, balance those three, work hard, play hard, rest hard, and keeping that healthy rhythm is essential for your body to function so well and for you to be able to make the best for whatever endeavor that you are on. So let's keep that in mind. And you can see other scriptures like Colossians 3.23. You can see Hebrews 4.9. And there are so many others, even in Genesis as well. Let's move on to our next point. I believe is our fifth point, And it's going to be our final point. Buckle up. Set yourself up for success on a journey that you are on today, whether you're just starting out in college, you're starting a new relationship, a business, or just starting your day, maybe even ending your day and reflecting what you're going to do the next day. Here is our final point. Commit your way to God. Now, don't confine God to one place, to one event, to one building, to one live stream, to one podcast to one activity don't try to confine god as long as you have breath you must praise the lord so if you're breathing and if you are alive in that moment one of the things that you have to do is to praise god and your life must bring glory to god so commit your way to god do life with god And that's what Generation P246 is about. We are committed to building relationships and seeking God together, together in community. So we want to do life together. And in fact, our meetings on Sundays is themed together because that is the idea of family and friends coming together to study the word, to worship. And it's so beautiful. Check us out online generation p246.us and you can have more details so in closing our closing thought and scripture is psalm 37 verse 5 commit your way to the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass the version says and he will do it or he will establish you or he will establish your plans or he will bring your plans to pass And this is so comforting and this is so, so good that we know that when we commit our ways to God, he will do it. So this is not everything, but some helpful guidelines that we have, some helpful wisdom that we can work with and live our lives by when you start a new journey, a new adventure, and you can set yourself up for success. Let's close out here in prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you for this word. And I thank you for everyone that has heard it. Help us to commit this into action and give us the ability to be doers of the things you are calling us to do. Keep us, preserve us, and prosper us in all we do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, take care, everyone. God bless you.